Uh, welcome to Modern Aikido's podcast. Today I'm having an interview with uh, Matt Strait, who contacted me uh, directly via uh, Facebook. And uh, he's got a very interesting background. Uh, he's got a background not only in sport martial arts, but in traditional martial arts and reality-based martial arts. Uh, kind of a list almost too long for me to go into here, but uh, I want to. we're going to have a little discussion today about, about how we train and about uh, innovating our art to make it practical for, for real-world application. And I'm very excited to talk to Matt, and I want to thank him for contacting me, and I'll kind of let him introduce himself. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, hi Tristan. Thanks for um, having me on. Uh, just to clarify, my uh, my name is actually State S T A I T. Oh, which my is, apologies. Um, no, it's okay. It's quite an unusual name, so uh, you're not the first person to uh, to sort of mispronounce it. Um, it's 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 not very common at all. Not even over here. So, um, yeah, basically, long story short, obviously. Um, I've been doing martial arts a long time and I've done lots of different types of martial arts and I'm a big, a big lover of martial arts as a whole and all the different types of it. Uh, and that, that then leads me to basically question, to weigh things up, to um, put things up against one another and, and just essentially to find the core truths within all the different arts and the principles behind the things that we do. Um, so all arts I tend to feel have a, um, they, they have principles that are, that are universal and and that's kind of what has led me to to our conversation today really fantastic you know i i, I totally agree about the fundamental principles and and the uh what i noticed in my martial journey because i came from a sport fighting background is that the the closer you get to through those true fundamentals the better chance of success that you have and the farther you get away from them the the more difficult it becomes to achieve success and, and it's that Perhaps. discipline that I look at with martial arts. And really, it's the same with anything, with music or with cooking or with, you know, any, any art or, or pursuit, is if you stick to the fundamentals of how it functions and how it works, that's where you will find success. Absolutely. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more. And that, was, um, and that was sort of how we ended up here, because I have a, uh, a colleague and a friend in here in the UK called Martin Williams, who's... Um, who, who, who very much follows an Aikido path, which I must say now, uh, I actually don't, although I come from a traditional Japanese sort of background that was more karate based uh, and jujitsu based. So, um, so Martin Williams, he actually um, contact, you know, we've been in contact a number of times and, and we've discussed ideas and thrown a few things back and forwards. He's a, you know, really interesting and knowledgeable guy in his own right. So, um, and, and then he sort of brought to my attention a couple of the videos that you guys had done and, um, and, we, and we just started chatting about that. And obviously, as I mentioned, I do like to ask questions and find things out. So, um, so I, I figured I would try and touch base with you, uh, which has led us to this now. Sure, then that's great. And I think that the the videos that you're talking about are the Corky and Lenny uh, meetup in Chicago, and and perhaps some other ones too. Uh, I think you said you got a little familiar with some of the material that we had been posting up. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, as I said, I'm always interested in other ways of doing things, and um, I, I was aware of uh, Lenny with the Rogue Warriors kind of thing a little bit from previously, and I'd seen a few of his videos, mm -hmm. um, and then yes, it, but it was the that one specifically that was brought to my attention because um, a few people were obviously discussing it, as a lot of people are, and they just were curious as to my thoughts on how I felt about it, uh, which obviously from a non Aikido background is. It's, it's kind of interesting as I'm not looking at it with any particular bias or um, or any kind of, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not in any camp, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, you know, listeners here would be interested in hearing your perspectives on that, too. Uh, I, I always love hearing people come at it from a different background, especially with your uh, bouncing and security background, uh, you know, your, your real world ex practical experience and what you saw with... Uh, with what was presented there. So feel free to share your insights. Uh, well, I, 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 I don't want to be judgmental on anything, firstly. And, and secondly, I always say to people straight away that uh, just because I can't do something doesn't mean it can't be done. Uh, and I think that's a, a very good place to start any conversation from rather than just dismissing things out of hand. Very well um, said, yeah. And, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, there's, there's, there's things that um, there, there are things in this world that I just can't sort of explain or um, 
you know, or, or fully know about, and that's that's the way that it should be. So, with that in mind, it's you know, looking at it for me, it was a case of I was trying to assimilate the the different points of view because they were quite. That was quite quite surprising to me was that the points of view were so very much apart from one another, yet it was still essentially the same system that you guys were talking about. So that was the first really interesting point was the fact that um, you you could be looking at the same sort of subject and professing to um, to train the same system, but they were two very very different variations of the same. Right. Yep. And I, that's part of what made that meetup such an interesting prospect is to hear such divergent uh, opinions about, you know, the scene, the, the, like you said, the same thing or the same art. Um, but you do carry on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously, anybody doing that firstly deserves kudos and, and, and praise. Um, I mean, one of the things we do have to be careful about is that um, is that it doesn't turn into a sort of slander match on any level in any in any situation like that, because it is an exchange of knowledge and we don't always have to agree. I think the modern world sometimes is a bit crazy like that, isn't it? Where if we, if we uh, disagree on even the slightest point, then we can't be friends, which is ludicrous. Um, exactly. <laughs> I think, I think, I think it's actually far more healthy to say, well, let's, let's, critically analyze that particular thing and then decide from the facts that come forward as to whether or not um, that's relevant to myself and my training because again there's lots of different reasons for training i mean for myself as mentioned um, with regards to doing the security work working as a, a bouncer and a bodyguard and, uh, and all that kind of stuff then it was it was very necessary for me to have skills that were workable applicable and and could be relied upon so um so it, it, for me, that it was different. I wasn't necessarily seeking um, a long-standing study of, of knowledge, um, and so and so. So the, the concept is different as to what you train for, isn't it? And I think that has to be addressed straight away in the sense that not everybody wants the same thing from their training. So uh, just because something isn't what people would class as um, reality-based, that doesn't mean it has any less validity than something else. Sure. Yeah, and validity to to a given application and um yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's knowing what it's for isn't it that's the thing i mean it, it is obviously we don't want to get too, too far into the realms of well if somebody is claiming something is sort of self-defense and is going to save them uh, in a real situation then then that's a, a slightly different premise to somebody learning a techniques and systems for historical value or for educational value there they are different things and, and as long as everybody sort of understands that then i I don't right. think there has to be a problem. That's my opinion. Well, yeah, and I, I, I agree with that estimation. And I think really there's, uh, there is a palpable frustration in, I know at least in the Aikido world, but I think in the martial arts world in general, as, and that comes from when students expect that they are being taught practical self-defense and maybe because their instructors or their dojo tells them that this is what you will get when you train here or train with me only to find out that what they're really delivered is something that is not practical, but is kind of its own thing. I mean, and you could, you could make that estimation of, you know, uh, like Tai Chi, for example, which I respect a great deal when you see people who are older, who are using Tai Chi to get standing up and get moving and to kind of get their bodies flexible and, and moving around. Um, that's that's really great if that's what the purpose is but for those people that that would study an art like that and and i think aikido is kind of has split off into two severe different camps where a great deal of it is very much like tai chi it's a movement exercise it's a moving meditation it's a, a spiritual development practice and that's all great but the the ethical paradox there is the people that are being told that that is practical for self-defense. And mm. what happens is eventually a crisis of faith happens where they either one day realize, listen, I, I don't understand how this is, how this relates to self-defense and mm. being told that it does, doesn't reassure them. And it certainly when they get attacked, won't, won't reassure them very well either. And, no. You know, and the response can be pretty drastic. And I think that that's can give uh, p 
people who preach that a bad name and it can give the art a bad name uh, as long oh, absolutely. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with, with the pursuit of that. If it's openly admitted that that is exactly what it is. And if you're looking for self-defense, if you're looking for something that's practical, like you do on the job, then that type of practice is just not going to, it's not going to be the right fit. And hmm. I, I kind of wish if I had, if I had my, my, my mother of all wishes for the Aikido world is that we could have a term or a, or a way of referring to that type of a practice, the meditative, spiritual, you know, connection-based, you know, low-level sort of movement theoretical study that had its own term so that it wouldn't be confused with the martial art of Aikido. And mm. uh, it would just bring more clarity. I think people would, could understand better. For example, in, in, in Chinese martial arts, there's a difference between Tai Chi and Kung Fu. And everybody knows it. Everybody understands those differences. And and you can get into the weeds with Tai Chi because there are competitive versions of Tai Chi that are very physical. It's not what most people picture of, you know, a bunch of older people in the park all moving together, you know, very slowly. That's that's not all of what Tai Chi is. But by and large, they understand that there's an internal study practice of Chinese martial arts and there's an expressive physical uh, mm. aspect of Chinese martial arts and, and, and Aikido unfortunately doesn't have that. It's all lumped into one big, big ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Well, well entirely, entirely right. Yeah. I mean, there are, um, there are arts across the world that are, that are seen as a, as a holistic practice as opposed to a martial art, although they, they still fall under that umbrella and they do have martial applications to them. Sure. Um, so I totally, totally agree with that. I mean, I think one of the thing is I'm, I'm sort of known for reality kind of stuff. I'm not sure I like the term because I am a martial artist and I love martial arts in all its guises. Um, but I'm more known for, if you'd like, the outside world application of such. So sure. um, the practical stuff. Yeah, so what I tend to find is that when I'm talking about this, I do occasionally rattle some cages because I'm quite open and honest about it. And the reason for that is that um, over the 35 plus years that I've been training, I've made quite a few wrong turns. I've hit a few uh, walls. I've hit a few dead ends. And I'd rather people didn't necessarily have to make the same mistakes over and over again to achieve the same sort of outcome. So, sure. um, I mean, I, what I tend to do is I look at it like uh, I explain it like I would if I was talking about taking your child to a swimming lesson. And then and then it shows the ludicrousy of, of what is modern martial arts sometimes. And, mm -hmm. and so if you imagine you've got little Johnny and you and you've gone to your local swimming pool and um, you're being introduced to the swimming instructor the person that's going to train little johnny how to swim and the instructor says hi my name is such and such and i'm going to teach you how to swim now the first thing you need to do is stand here on the side we're not actually going to get in the water we're going to stand here on the side and we're going to imitate what swimming is and then he goes on to say, I've never actually swam myself. I've never actually been in the pool. However, I was told by somebody that this is how you swim. And what's even more important is that anybody that swims differently is wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at it like that, it just sounds incredibly absurd. Mm -hmm. And that that sometimes is how the martial arts world can appear. Not, you know, I mean, there's a lot of really good open minded people out there, sure. but there are occasionally some people that are sort of invested in a system. And so they would much rather make violence fit their system than make, make the system fit violence, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It's, and there's a lot of work moving the mountain to Muhammad, uh, <laughs> trying to make reality come to you uh, rather than you taking steps to to get towards reality and and i and I, I love your your swimming analogy in fact i've used something very similar to that um and i'll only add one thing and that is what if johnny says well hey can i can i jump in the water and test this out oh no 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 you don't want to do that that, <laughs> that would be that would that would just not you're not yes. you don't understand yet you don't you don't comprehend all of the intricacies of of how you need to wave your arms and legs about uh quite and, and, and that's kind of the feel that I get from a lot of the academic martial artists who not only compound the problem with their, their lack of, of, of experience and, and practical uh, teaching. And, and there, there's a, I think there's a certain aspect there. For example, let's say you have a broken leg and you want to go to a surgeon 
to have it reset and have, you know, have the work done. And you ask the surgeon, have you ever had a broken leg? Well, no, you don't necessarily need a surgeon to cure your cancer that has had, he has had cancer himself. What you need is to mm -hmm. learn from somebody who has had the experience of doing exactly what you're doing. Because uh, a lot of people will jump into the, the kind of the binary argument. Okay, well, yeah, I'm in a dojo a lot, but what do I got to go out and pick bar, bar fights and street fights to, to get experience? Do I have to go and, and, and sign up to a job to be a bouncer to get real world experience? And, and I don't think that that's, uh, obviously that's a bit of an absurd jump to have to, to make, to go turn yourself into the very monster that you're trying to train yourself to protect yourself from. Mm -hmm. However, your training does need to get as close as possible to, to reality. And, and as, I guide, as I guide students through that, you do it in, in stages. You don't just throw that kid in the deep end of the pool and say, go ahead, there it is, you know. There's your, there's your water, swim or drown. We'll see. You know, you, you guide them through. You Like a swimming instructor would train, give them what they need to get to the next level from wherever they're at. And as time goes on, they improve and they get closer and closer and closer to, uh, you know, the realities and the, of, in this case, with martial arts, of dealing with a real attacker, dealing with violence, to have the confidence, the skills, the body movements, the correct responses, all that are needed. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but, but do it like, in a safe way. You don't want to have them go home with black eyes and chipped teeth every day, you know, and be in, so injured they they either don't want to come back or can't come back because they're banged up and they're, you know, that's not practical either. So, no, of course, I mean that's yeah. not viable for anyone, is it? It's right. uh, but but that's one of the reasons why um, why we sort of ending up having having a conversation in the first place because. Um, you know what I didn't want to do, and what I don't want other people to do, because it's an easy assumption to make, is just to dismiss Aikido as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I, I, as I say, for me talking with Martin and some other people in in some of the groups over here, um, you know, so, some of the guys are actively trying to, you know, understand how to apply what they know um, in, in a more viable way right. and I'm wholly supportive of that and so rather than dismiss everything as a whole I mean the conversation should really be well okay what have we um, you know let's take what we've learned from this so far and then try and figure out ways to improve what we're doing rather than just continually sort of um, come back to the same secular sort of arguments because that doesn't actually help anyone does it and I don't I don't think um, and, and so I would actually be asking at this point that my, so my takeaway from that video would actually be how can we, um, you know, how can we look to improve what we do um, in such a way that everybody can benefit from it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, I, and I'm glad you brought up kind of the, the hair splitting or the nitpicking aspect, because at least what I've noticed is you get martial artists together and they will they will get deep into the weeds about. Well, no, you don't put your arm here and you don't put your arm there, you you know, to make something work. Now, from my background, my competitive background, what I know is that you can screw up and still find success and still succeed. You just have to screw up less than the other guy does. So the idea that that your martial art or anybody's martial art, and I think all of us have been guilty of this at, at some point or other, is to say, okay, what is that ivory tower perfection of the of a technique? that is that is flawless and then everything else is garbage and they they start arguing about one person's ivory tower perfection versus another tower person's ivory tower perfection they get lost in the the idea of well is the does did it work did it did the technique or what you did perform the function adequately and do you feel like it was you know a high percentage like this is something you could get replicatable results with on a regular basis. And I like the term that you used before of, from the practical standpoint, is this something that you can trust? Did you, you know, is it a technique that, that will perform when you need it to without having to worry about it being fussy or tricky or, you know, easily uh, failed? Um, yeah, totally, totally. But I think, again, I, I think what's interesting about these particular types of conversations is um, you find that people that have, for want of a better description, cross-trained in other things or had a professional life that involved being in and around confrontational situations, they, 
those people tend to be a little more open to the suggestion that um, you know being half inch out or being slightly wrong on the angle actually doesn't matter that much and sometimes it's necessary to do that to actually make that technique work against uh, somebody who's behaving and acting in a completely different way to your prescribed mojo. Yep, uh, your, your audio is breaking up just a little bit, but uh, I'm not sure if there's anything you can do about it. Uh, and I, I will echo, echo that too, is, you know, I've, and this is something I've, I've definitely experienced from my sport background, but I've also heard from people like you in the field that have been in security work, dealt with, you know, drunks, aggressive people, gang members, you know, real fights is they'll often come away and say, wow, that was ugly. I, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And I didn't, I didn't perform as well as I, I know I could have. But it worked. What I got, what I, I did, the job I needed to do it in that moment, and I made it succeed. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that's a valuable insight and perspective from a practical application standpoint. Um, you're in the moment. You got to make it work. And it doesn't matter how pretty it is or how technically precise you get it, as long as it functions, as long as it gets the job that it needs to get done done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we spoke um, a little bit previously. We talked about the um, the the ways of what's our reason for training. If you look, are we are we training an, uh, a historical art for the sake of understanding the history of something and for the, the art of the martial, or are we training for the you know the modern day enemy, whomever that might be? And and when we are discussing uh, you know moving forwards, what's applicable to the modern age, we have to. Uh, we have to modify what we do. We have to modify the training. I mean, that's just common sense because the world is different now. Um, you know, we, we talk about sort of social media. We talk about technology. We talk about cameras being everywhere. In fact, a very good point was raised to me yesterday regarding that. Uh, and, you know, if you go back to years, we didn't have to worry about being constantly under surveillance through CCTV, especially in the UK. It's like one of the worst in the world, apparently, for that. Um, but everybody's got a camera on their phone now, and instantly, the moment there's any sort of sniff of anything, people are whipping out their phones and they're filming it you know so you're yeah. you're live on on social media before you've even thrown a punch um, exactly yeah and and that is that's a very real part of the modern day dynamic when it comes mm -hmm. to self-defense combatives martin larson but, but it's still really not addressed by a by lots of people who are sort of suggesting that they are teaching a fully rounded self-defense system yeah, you know, and I, I that that statement you made about the world being different now is definitely profound. And what struck me as you talked about that, as I thought of it, was violence isn't any different than it has been for thousands of years. What has changed is the fact that we many people are are watching uh, movie and TV violence and seeing it that as reality, and it's not. They are yes, they have gotten to a point where they are being taught small components or isolated parts that have been diluted over years of, you know, isolated dojo training that have drifted away from reality. And so their perception of what they're shown or what they're taught or what they see in a movie or TV, and they think that that's violence is a separation from what violence and combat has been between human beings for thousands of years. And maybe that's a way that it's different now with a modern, oh, a modern yeah. perception and that's causing the problem of the misunderstanding between, okay, what do you need to really protect yourself against in the real violence versus I want to look like a, you know, like a superhero on a movie in a movie or TV show or a, you know, a good guy that's, you know, beating up the bad guys and handle, handling them very easily. Uh, that's a distortion yeah. I've run into a number of times where as people, you know, the brain has trouble discerning reality from fiction when it sees with its own eyes something that looks plausible like a movie fight scene oh absolutely i mean if you're if your only point of reference is the indiana Jones movies you're going to be in for a bit of a shock that's for sure and certain mm -hmm. um and, and it, again one of the things really comes to the fore when i'm delivering this because I, I i do quite a few seminars around i teach a lot of security people so on and so forth so, um i just have to do, talk to a lot of people that are actually involved with violence on a regular basis or whether that be hospital staff or um, say security staff or mental health workers things like that but they, they they're confronted with the reality of often and they are very 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 aware of 
of what's real and what's not. And that's a, that's a completely different dynamic than when I'm teaching a martial arts group. I, I did one the other day and it was quite interesting because I opened the seminar with put your hand up if you've ever had a real fight. Now, bear in mind, I'm in a room full of black belts and reasonably high-grade martial artists mm -hmm. and it was less than 50% of them actually put their hand up and yeah. said they'd actually had a real fight. Yes, yet all these guys are considered experts. Um, I'm doing the I'm doing the air quotes at this point. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> but all these guys are considered experts at physical violence, which um, which is sort of ludicrous beyond measure that how we've sort of ended up in in this particular in this particular way in this day and age. Because it's very very odd to me that there are people out there that uh, have never had a fight in their lives, but are yet teaching people and being listened to and paid lots of money to in some instances mm -hmm. um, to deliver training on that very subject it does strike me as peculiar it is and, and it's a great point because i think it's it's not just aikido that suffers from this many many martial arts have the same experience and i and i think a lot of people in, in martial arts world who are scratching their heads going again like god do i need to go out to get into fights so that i can raise my hand at the next seminar and say i've been in a real fight and I, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think that taking the taking responsibility for your own experience is definitely top of the top of the list. And to get with people who have learned, who have been there, and learn and learn directly from them, and get them to to walk you towards the the reality part. And I, I think if there was one blessing about the internet, is that this open and free communication that we have now allows much greater access than ever before to doing what you and I are doing right now, which is sharing insight together from different worlds so that we can learn from each other without having to go um, start picking fights or get into fights so that you can test your art out. And, uh, you know, I remember reading that Gozo Shioda, who was a student of Osensei's, he would do that. He would do exactly that. He wanted to test his Aikido out. And so after class in the evenings, he would go out to the you know rougher parts of town and <laughs> Uh, see how his Aikido worked. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that's pretty extreme. And I think in, within the, the lens of modern ethics and morality, people would uh, rightfully view that as rather inappropriate, <laughs> or uh, at least th that they would not want to do the same things themselves. And I certainly wouldn't advocate for it. But that doesn't mean that we can't learn from each other, improve the methods of how we train so we can get closer to reality, as close as possible without you know, beating the ever-loving crap out of each other and getting hurt. Um, and no, other absolutely. arts do high-intensity training as part of their as part of their process to get that what what is greatly called uh, stress inoculation. Get to the point where you can be in a high-stress situation without having it run away with you. So you maintain control. You know what to do. You have the right stuff programmed into you. Movements. Uh, positions, the goals you're trying to achieve and how to achieve them, that can be had without having to put yourself into a Conan pit, uh, you know, uh, on, a, totally. on a weekly basis. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Oh, to absolutely. Totally. Yes. I mean, there's, um, uh, I, I would suggest it's, you know, morally bankrupt to, to go out and actually sort of pick fights with people and look to cause people harm just to right. see what you know. I mean, that's not a, that's, that's not a sensible thing to suggest at all. And I certainly wouldn't advocate that. Uh, but it's sort of interesting because, um, I, as, as you know, I've written a couple of books. And the first book I wrote it was security and, and during that I actually explained why I took that road which was to, 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 try to test what I thought I knew um, and, it, and it's one of those where I found how, how could I how could I test what I thought I knew, but do it in a way that was acceptable to me and my morality? And, and that's what I came up with, actually, in being, you know, I'm being paid to, uh, to, to police people and to look after people's safety. And, and that was, a, for me, that was a good way to explore and experience that. And it, and it, and it opened up an awful lot of um, questions to me, but it also answered a lot of questions as well. Um, but then the, the second book that I wrote about was about my, my time through the martial arts. And again, it's, it's what's telling through that is, um, as an example, I'd, I'd been doing karate for a, for a large number of years with, with a reasonable amount of success with regards to competition and all the rest of it. And uh, I went and joined a wrestling club. And my goodness me, I was 
totally, totally schooled. Um, oh, re- wrestling will humble you so fast. <laughs> oh, amazing. totally, totally, yeah. And 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 it was. And then uh, you know, I moved on to something else, and the same applied. And um, and it was every time that you step out of your if you like comfort zone in something new, it doesn't have to be, you know, being a cool, let's carp up to the death knot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That, that, that doesn't, you know, just, you can step outside of your, if you like, your comfort zone, just, and just move into discipline for, just for a try, just to see, just to see how it weighs up, just to see how you weigh up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in it often can really help with everybody's individual training. I think that's probably one of the keys, to be honest. I would say that, um, you know, it's a very difficult thing for people that are traditionalists because they do like to stay in what they do and only sort of and only stay within that. But I would always say to people, just 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 try a few other things, just to get a feel for it and see where you are in the world. It's it's very beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, I I uh, having done the cross training part, one of the things I thought about doing for this podcast was an episode on practical ideas for how to cross train without just having to go walk into some other dojo or, or a boxing gym or wrestling gym and say, all right, sign me up. I'm going to start from zero on all the way up and have to go through the same grind that they did with, with their, their base art. Cause that's Absolutely. pretty daunting, yeah. especially as you get older, yeah. like, Oh my God, I've got to go through four or five years worth of absolutely getting schooled uh, and feeling yeah. humiliated. Well, that's not necessarily, it's not, absolutely needed to do that way. I think building friendships and collaborating with people who can give you insights, people who are, are well-trained martial artists can learn pretty quickly. Um, absolutely. It's yeah, not absolutely. like you're starting from absolute square yeah. one, although you are drifting off into a new realm. And the idea of kind of like your swimming analogy, taking that young boy swimmer and saying, okay, guess what? We're going to fly over you know, choppy seas, and I'm going to drop you into the the the, the uh, most tumultuous ocean I can find, and that's where you're going to learn to swim. That would be like going into getting into a real fight. So, and that which yeah. would be absurd. You, that would be murder. I mean, no no doubt about it. But you know, I've found great value in finding people with wrestling experience, real fighting experience, and saying, "Hey, let's get together. Let's work a little bit. I want I want you to share some insights. Let's let me show you where exactly. I'm at and have yeah. you." constructively help me adopt other things and other experiences. In fact, I wanted you to share a little of that story that you told me yesterday of uh, the woman you worked with and gave her some insights. Uh, you remember that story? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, it's, let's say a sort of an ongoing thing that I like to do for people is, um, is I don't say to people you have to change your style or you have to change your system or you have to do something completely different what i try and do is i just try and uh, i just try and say what in in an outside environment if 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 you go about applying this in a slightly different way you may have a bit more success with it so it's just basically working on the platform more than anything else and um yeah i had a a a lady that i'm a little bit with who who's had a, re- a pretty ex- extensive um, Aikido background. She does hold a black belt. She has trained in Japan for a number of years. She's also done a few years of traditional karate. And we were just looking at some basic wrist-locking techniques. And um, and I just showed her a few little ways that I would apply that. Um, and again, bear in mind, I've done over 25 years looking the doors, you know, make these things work on big, powerful Drug, sometimes drugged up, very aggressive people. So, um, you know, I've had the squirmers, the strikers, the runners away, I've just about all, you know, all of the different uh, ways of dealing with that. So I learned to uh, contain that energy as, as, as small as I can make it. So rather than, if you think, you know, big circles, big, um, big deflections of energy, um, all I'm really doing is just tightening that up as far as I possibly can so there's less risk of A, me getting it wrong, and B, they're able to move out of the technique. Um, and so I basically I showed her that quite quickly, and um, uh, she responded with that, uh, that she'd actually learned more with regards to that particular technique in the five minutes that we've been working together than she had in the past 17 years. Now, that's certainly not to dismiss any of her previous training, because that's not what it's for, but um, when said that, it's really odd that she couldn't get that to work on me, but it had worked on every single person she'd ever done it with in her dojo. Mm-hmm. I think that remark was incredibly telling. It is, you know, and, and I, I, the feel that I've gotten from people that are have, are used to their dojo, they're used to the the patterns that they've learned and, and 
working, you know, lightly with each other, I, th I think they find the idea of straying off that path into reality, like utterly terrifying, thinking that, oh my God, this is going to be brutal. It's going to be rough. It's going to be violent. And, mm -hmm. and what I've, my own experience in bringing that to my students is that if you can explain it and show it and teach it in a clear way and get them to the point where they can feel it and understand it in a way that doesn't threaten their safety, but yet they can feel the power they can, as you start to graduate, they start getting it down, you graduate up the level of intensity, but they're still able to, to deal with it effectively. It's very enjoyable. It is a really empowering process and it's fun to leave a class going, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know how a practical and applicable this is and that it's not hard to do. It's not overly complex. It's not overly complicated. That, to me, that is what a, a good teacher gives their student and imparts on somebody. Have them leave yeah. feeling empowered, like they're capable where they didn't think they were before. Mm, no, to totally, totally agree with everything that you're saying. I mean, that's one of the great things about this is that, uh, you know, we may come from different backgrounds and from different sort of continents, but we can still have this conversation and speak the same language. Um, right. uh, it's, uh, it's really important that, that people do get understood the premise of this is you, you don't have to throw yourselves to the wolves. You don't have to go through the grinder again, you know, especially for um, people that are a little bit older in life and don't, and don't necessarily need to go through it. That. it's not necessary and so there's the, the problems are twofold which is number one we all want to be the hero in our story and that's that is a bit of an issue when it comes to training because we always train to succeed and what we need to focus on is train to failure beautiful and that's a completely different dynamic because if you say, for example, if you take a set piece that people do, uh, whatever style that is, quite often they've got set pieces. Um, and so they do two steps by whatever you call it. And they've got a, pres a prescribed response to an action. Now, if you just take that and put it in a slightly different format. So basically what I mean by that is I'm not going to tell you I'm going to punch with a lead, you know, stepping through lead hand punch. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to overextend on purpose. Instead of doing that, what I'm actually going to do is put a pair of gloves on, not the full intent, but I'm just going to roll a couple of different hand shots and see how you cater to that. Um, and, and that obviously changes the dynamic greatly. It's an easy fix. It's a very quick thing to do. Um, one thing as simple as taking yourselves onto a different ground, you know, whether that be gravel or grass, you know, wearing different clothing. Um, some you know some things as simple as just changing the dynamics of, on those levels can be the first steps towards a better understanding of what it is that you do. And it's it's a very easy fix I find a lot of the time because uh, when, when I go into clubs, when I'm talking to other instructors and we're discussing this, uh, quite often what I'll say is well. You know, all we need to do is, is literally just modify one or two of your drills, just make them a bit more alive. And also, what, what normally happens then as well is, is it starts to be great fun. And that's probably great fun. one of the best ways to learn anything, isn't it? Is to have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, even though Sensei said, you have to practice Aikido with joy. And to me, that's, that's he just used, uh, you know, a different term as fun, but uh, mm. joy is fun to me. So yes. well, the joy, more joy fun you're having, word. the more you want to come back. <laughs> Especially when you feel like, wow, I had it. Not only did I have a great time, but I feel like I know myself better. I know what I can do. I know that I'm not just going to be a, a, a speed bump to somebody who wants to push me around. Absolutely. And more importantly, that when you get it wrong, it doesn't matter because you're enjoying it. Right. Exactly. Yep. So it's, 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 it's an interesting sort of concept and a very, it's a very fix. And it's what I think, you know, for anybody that's sort of listening, that's interested in having a go at that, I mean, you're quite welcome to you know, have a look at my YouTube channel, see some of the videos that, that, that I do and some of the little drills that we do. And, and they're, they're easily applicable across the board. I mean, it's one of the reasons why we started chatting up myself and Martin was it was an exchange of some, you know, some training ideas and things like that. And so, um, you know, people are more than welcome to sort of jump on my channel and have a look or, or to contact me through Facebook. Facebook, I'm quite happy to chat about it. It's, um, as I said, the whole point of this is, is we're all learning all at the time. I don't know um, some things about a lot of things, but I do know some things about some things. And hopefully we can share and exchange a bit of knowledge. We're all better for it. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, what I will do is I will put links in the, uh, the show notes or, or the description area uh, for your different sites and people can contact you there. And I know that one of the, re the things you, you mentioned to me about yesterday when we talked, which was, 
the idea of collaborating together, actually working together. Because if our goals are the same, is to to you know share training ideas, and that's as a teacher, that's the thing that fascinates me the most is how can we train this? What can, new ideas for bringing in and letting students enjoy themselves, learn practical skills, have a good time, be able to to be comfortable enough to start upping the intensity without hurting each other, do it safely, but they really get that enjoyment learning part, and so. I guess from here, I'm gonna. I want to officially invite you to be a collaborator with our uh, new Shinjitsu Aikido Alliance, and and help help us, and we can work together, and we'll figure out exactly what that's going to look like. Or still kind of, you know, with me being in in the United States, you being in England, it kind of makes it a little difficult. But we do have internet tools that help us, can help us collaborate on on sharing videos and even maybe doing a live thing. I've I've that's something I've not done yet or or figured out the technical issues with but i think we can share some great ideas and and uh you know help not just each other but other people who are interested in the same thing well yes uh, first let me say thank you very much for the uh for the invite and the opportunity i, mean, I would i would definitely sort of love to be involved and um and, and, and it's also very beneficial for, for me, my end, because you guys are also incredibly knowledgeable and, and, and I can learn an awful lot from you guys. So I think as, as a knowledge exchange, as a, as a uh, hive mind, if you like, of a, a, you know, as, a, as an expert of martial arts, not just Aikido, it's a fantastic idea and I'm more than happy to be on board. And with, with modern technology the way that it is, absolutely great, isn't it? You know, we can, um, we can like this, we have access to video lives and things. So, um, you know, being in a specific space isn't uh, isn't the you know isn't the future it used to be, is it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, we we've, we've got some great things that we can use. We'll figure out the best ways to do them. Of course, my wife is insistent that I fly over to England and take her with, uh, so we can make a vacation out of it. She's like, you know, three people yeah. over there now that really want to have you come and teach and train. So when are we going? When should I start packing? <laughs> Uh, well, it's, uh, it's, which I would love nothing more than to come over there and visit all you guys and, and get on the mat because the mat is where everything comes out. You get out into training and it's great having discussions. I mean, I love discussions like this. I don't I'm not really as fond of the bickering. I uh, don't care for that much. But, you know, getting on the mat and getting hands on and that's where the art really improves. That's where we really improve and and where our friendships are built. Totally, totally. Again, again, I can't agree more. I mean, there's nothing. I, I think we've all seen it before, where we've gone to a seminar or an open training session, and um, really know anybody in the room, and everybody's sort of looking at each other with those forward glances and a, a bit of humor. Done. Everybody's slapping each other on the back, and are great friends. And some of those friendships last a lifetime, and that is that shared experience of training. That's what brings us all together, and that is. Uh, we should be focusing on far more than the, um, you know, far more than the differences. We should be focusing on on the things that actually bring us together. So, totally agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'm very excited about about this, and I'm I'm really looking forward to getting this this uh, podcast posted. So, uh, if there's anything else you wanted to add, feel free. But I think we're getting close to a wrap up point here. Uh, yeah. Fact, well, what I would what I would actually say is I would I would be interested in op- in asking some some open questions really to a to aid the discussion, but also to uh, try and find out would be the most beneficial things for people to be looking at. So, um, I mean, firstly, as a non aikido practitioner i mean i do have to be clear about that because i don't want people uh, coming forward and saying well, what does he know because he doesn't practice that um you know, i'm willing to concede that that is my my knowledge expertise and i'm also willing to suggest that's one of the reasons why i'm here because i want to learn more about what it is you guys do and uh, i want to help promote the positive side of that instead of what a lot of people see which at the moment can be seen as quite negative so there is quite a lot of negativity towards aikido in the wider martial arts world that i would i would like to be part of the uh, for for want of a better word so the, the question would be really sort of what what sort of things would people find beneficial from my skill set what could they want from me to sort of map over and what sort of things would, would suggest that i would be um i would be better off looking at and learning from as a way to enhance my own understanding of what we're talking about 
Yeah, and that's a great question. I'd love to hear what people have to say, either in the, the comments for, on the YouTube page or they can go to Aikido, the Marshall side, post up comments. We'd love to hear what your answer to Matt's question is. And I, I would just like to point out, too, that if your first reaction is exactly what Matt said, is what does this guy know about? I will say as an, as an Aikido guy, check your attitude, because that is exactly a negative attitude about, you know, trying to discount somebody who's not only got the skill and experience, but is willingly, eagerly, eager and willing to share his knowledge and insights with people who are interested in it. So um, as a, uh, coming from the Aikido world, I will say that uh, there's, there is some poor attitude out there and, I, and I'm sad because of it. I've seen some of my fellow Aikidoka re represent themselves very poorly. Uh, with a poor attitude, they want to be argumentative. They want to be dismissive. Uh, they they come across as a bit elitist, and um, and it, there's just not a place for that. I, there's no respectable martial artist that comes across with an attitude like that. Um, so, uh, well, I, I think I, you know, I think being honest on that again, trying to stay away from the negative. I think right. a group like a group like posing will really only attract the people that are open-minded and want to learn. The people that are yeah. that are close-minded and blinkered and, and you know and, and set in their ways to the point where they refuse to accept that the world moves. Then, then you know they're 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 very quickly going to get bored of being in a space where everyone's trying to improve each other. So, um, so good luck to them and what they're doing. I wish them all the best, but I don't think I'll waste the time talking to them. Exactly. You know, and, and I, I established the Aikido the Marshall side group about two years ago after a, a telesummit that was hosted by Miles Kessler, and there seemed to be a, quite a bit of interest in in reexamining and and kind of looking at Aikido's martial side and and gathering together and building on that. And that's why I put the group together. And I've been very pleasantly surprised at how many people seem to be interested in doing that. And, and that there is such a good attitude, uh, people being civil and, and sharing their ideas and their interest in having their Aikido be a potent, powerful martial art. And I believe that that's what Osensei's art was. His primary students were very potent martial artists primarily, I think, because they did a lot of cross-training, but the Aikido certainly was a, a, a factor of that. And and that's what I would personally want my art to be. And I think there's, there's a lot of people out there that are either definitely interested in that or at least curious and would like to know more and would like to, to try it out. And those are the people that I, I think will, will benefit the most from this thing that we are trying to do here, which is to explore that more, get more resources and more insights for people to learn from give them training ideas and and share ways to improve themselves quickly not take 10 20 years to do it but get them skills and have them be enjoying their training time and getting the most out of it and so that's i find it's very exciting i'm very passionate about it and i've been lucky enough to to run into other people like lenny sly francisco de los cobos and martin williams uh, ian wright over in england number of people all over the world, I think, are just as passionate as I am, if not even more, and uh, about this. So I'm very excited about it. This is a really great, uh, great thing. And I'm really glad that you contacted me, Matt. This is, I really enjoyed our conversation yesterday, and this one's even better. Um, so I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to working together. Absolutely. Me too, my friend. And I, as you say, it's people um, over here in the UK, Martin and Ian, I've spoken to both of those um, at length on these topics. And those are the kind of guys that are, um, that are open-minded to have these conversations. And, and, and that's definitely how we want to be moving forward. Uh, and again, it's one of those where I, I think what you sort of put out to the world is sort of a lot of the back so with regards to meeting all these great people including yourself um i think a lot of that is because we are you know we're, we're putting our out there and saying look we don't know everything you know share what you know share what we know and together we'll all be back for it and i think if we're giving that energy out to the world then it's hard not to be good people exactly you know there's a there's a phrase i heard that i just love and it's it goes if you're the smartest man in the room you're in the wrong room and <laughs> Yeah, very true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love being in a room uh, where I can learn from so many other people. And, and uh, honestly, does, somebody doesn't even have to be smarter than me from, for me to learn from them. So 
I, I learn from my students all the time. Uh, you know, they have, everybody has their insights to offer. It's like, but get in that room, get in the room with people that are, that have got what you want and steal it from them and make it your own. And so, uh, I, I, I I'm really excited. Like I said, I wish I could, uh, get on a plane and get over there to you guys. Cause now, now I'm hopping to get on the map. <laughs> well, my friend, what we'll do is we will, um, try and figure out some ways to, um, connect uh using technology so that we can actually start implementing a few training ideas i think again maybe that's a question for the wider world as to you know what sort of suggestions would they have i mean would uh would some striking drills be an idea would some defenses against some striking drills be an idea um you know so on and so forth just some sort of ideas to play with and come up with i mean have watched some of your uh weekend courses that you did uh, over lens I and mean, some of those ideas there some of the things you were doing were actually um people would say burnt aikido but i would say um, were <clears throat> they were definitely very functional skills that could lead into your um if you like traditional aikido i mean you can't it's very difficult to throw something if you fall it away is it I mean, so right Mm -hmm. things like opening like click covering ground things like getting into people things like surviving the first punch i mean the amount of traditional systems i see that never ever practice a swinging barroom style punch defense because mm -hmm. uh because it's not in their system and mm -hmm. so you know that sort of thing it's like well that's to me that's 101 you don't train the defenses of choice you train the defenses that are likely to happen um, exactly so things like so so things like that as an, as an example i mean i'd be really open to suggestions and i'm really looking forward to seeing what we can put out of the mix and put together yeah absolutely I, I this is and definitely for for anybody listening please post up if you have comments things you'd like to see whether they're holes of the you know like like matt was saying about attacks that you don't ever train against like what are useful ways to to start training them these are some of the things that we're addressing in the initial set of videos that we're putting together for the shinjutsu aikido alliance uh offering uh to try to work on all right how can we bring these these useful practical things in uh to, to people very quickly so this is just the beginning of the collaboration matt and i'm i'm looking forward to what we can do and uh yeah, I guess that's what I've got for today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I think it's been, a, again, a great conversation, and I've really enjoyed chatting with you. And, uh, and more importantly, very excited about what the, uh, the, the future is going to hold, because uh, I'm, I'm suspecting that, that this, you know, this is going to be a really worthwhile sort of collaboration with of like-minded individuals and i'm looking forward to, to, to meeting some of the other guys that will invariably end up getting involved because you know because it's such a good idea yeah absolutely and, and at, at the risk of throwing out a corny movie quote the future is what we make it and so today we've started making it um actually we've started long before today but we're starting to see it come together so i'm very excited about that and me as well, my friend. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. So, well, um, I mean, for all the guys listening, uh, it's, it's you know, it's, it's been absolutely great sort of talking to you guys. And as I say, just um, you know, leave us your questions, leave us your comments, leave us your suggestions, and, and we'll, we'll try and get something uh, put together as soon as possible, really. Sounds great, Matt. Uh, okay, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, as usual, please like and comment, subscribe to the channel. Again, post up your comments. We want to hear what you think would be useful or what you'd like to see or if you've got ideas. Uh, also, uh, I could use a little some suggestions as the best way to do live video sharing and whatnot. I'm looking into it, but if you've got some tips or uh, something you can throw my way to, to help illuminate that, the quicker we can kind of get things going. So thanks again and enjoy your training.